Hello everyone, welcome to the World to Stage podcast with me, Niall Anthony, and as I will be joined each month from now on, the very good Nana. How are you doing, man? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? Yeah, uh, just just witnessed the mighty Tractor Boys just win, so I'm in a, I'm in a, Tractor Boys. I'm in a good mood. Uh, just, the, just the football? Yeah. What was the scores? It was, it was, you know, it was a bum clenching one nil win. <laughs> we scored in the fourth minute. Okay. And then the rest of the game was just, it was just brutal. Like, it, it, they're not fun games to watch as a as a fan. She like, oh, we could we could concede here, and it's it's not it's not great, it's not great. See. See, I, I mean, I don't really watch football as much, but 1-0. That's like, what? Well, hang on. So, like, they spend 90 minutes just to score one goal in the yeah. fourth minute. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's a nervous viewing. But, uh, yeah, let's... Should we introduce ourselves? Seeing as this is the first podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to the world. Is that with you? So tell us a little bit about yourself, Nana. What you do? What you currently do? Or should I do it? Yeah, if you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Either way. I said you start. Go on. Okay. Hello, everyone. I am Niall Anthony. Uh, I am currently training at Aura. As well, we're both currently training at Aura, but I'll let. I'll let Nana talk about his his experience with Aura. Um, oh. I've been I've been acting for about since I've left school, which was uh, seven years ago. Yeah, no, eight. I left school in twenty thirteen. As in, like completed college in twenty eighteen, really. No, I, I, so I, I, I did three years at college. Yeah. Um, so I left college at, in 2016 and mm-hmm. then I, I got on the foundation and then had a year out and now I'm here. It's first year of our, uh, I've done little, little bits of like odd acting things here and there in that, in the, in that time. So yeah, that's that's me. I also have a YouTube channel. That if you, we'll get to the, the whole podcast <laughs> out in a minute. But yeah, that I've got YouTube. Uh, we'll plug that in a minute. Um, but yeah, that's me now. Uh, hello, my name is Nana J Fifidam. Um, I also study at our uh, the Northern Campus. Um, I left school. Is it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah, it was. It was. I left school last year. Um, I did, I did performing arts, um, BTEC performing arts and IB theatre, um, for two years, and the GCSE drama, uh, for my GCSEs and whatnot. Um, what else? What's so fascinating about me? Um, I'm just an all-around cool guy, you know. What is there else to say? Well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll probably experience more stuff uh, as the come as the months come. 
Um, of course, of course. So I'll probably just talk a little bit about how this this podcast is gonna is gonna go down. So it's gonna be the full audio podcast is gonna be like as soon as it's done, it's gonna go out there onto like Spotify. You can watch the full podcast if you if you if you like that, uh, or you can go to my YouTube, which is Niall Anthony. It's just my actor's name, where I'll be uploading shorter snippets of each topic we talk about so if you if you prefer listening to podcasts that way you can do it that way um so that's how this podcast is going to go down it's going to be once a month it's just going to be me and nana talking about whatever's happened in that in the previous month mm. so yeah so as we do the start of something exciting i'd, I'd say <laughs> should we so I want to know, Nana, how did Go you on. find the first term? So for context, we've just finished second term online, literally yesterday. Um, but obviously we're doing this, we've already done a term. And we weren't together in, in that first term. How did you find the first term? Um, yeah, so the first term, I think, coming into, coming into our year, um, like being into new drama schools, quite. Um, I don't know. I don't, like, it's very different for what I'm. I've been used to compared to like GCSE and VTEC and whatnot. Um, I think I found it very easy to kind of make friends and make a circle. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of work, I don't know. I think. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot, a lot more. I'm trying to make sense. It's more, it's a lot more open to your interpretation than, yeah. Um, oh, here, here's, here's, here's work. This is, this is, the, this is the step path I want you to, you know, look at. You can't look at anything else. Whereas, why I've come here into Aura, mm. you know, like in my rehearsal classes, I've been able to express more ideas and just get everything out there. Yeah. Um, and just, just be a bit more creative. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. Um, see, I had a completely different experience the first term because obviously my background of being on the foundation two years ago, I heavily just felt like term term one was my foundation year. But just the whole everything I learned in foundation was in that one um, one term, mm. which is like, geez, I I spent a whole year learning this one term no wonder people come to drama school and they then go wow this is this is intense mm. but i found it very much i was just going through the motions in first term um, i didn't mm. really feel like i was challenging myself enough um, and I, it, it kind of transpired in into my feedback from the tutors last term uh, a lot of a lot of the tutors realized that i was kind of not putting everything that I could have because I was just kind of like I've done this before I know what I'm doing yeah that makes sense but this term has been an experience I would say um with it all being online this, this term has definitely been the hardest for me I, I think I think I'm a, I'm a person who has like a very he gets distracted very easily 
and with it all being online, it's just and obviously with you being home, you're you're not really gonna I'm not really gonna, you know, pay attention as much as I would be in person. So it's definitely hard. Yeah. I, no, I get doing that. all this online. Yeah, I get that. Um for example, my movement classes, uh so um in my movement classes. I'm not I'm not a big fan I'm not a big fan of movement. I mean I like movement, don't get me wrong. But I think doing it in person and having um my tutor be like, Oh wow, okay, you need to push yourself, you need to do this, like at least at least give it a try. Yeah. Just I don't know, it just gave me that that, uh, that motivation. Just give yeah, it just gave me the motivation to just go, you know, have a go at it. Whereas with it all being um with movement classes on Zoom, you know, with the whole YouTube things on, um, with the whole YouTube and stuff like that, it's just like, well, it's, it's there. I mean, I, I can do it, but if I, if I, I just, I just lack the motivation to be like, uh, I'm going to push on further. Yeah. Like, I'll just give up, like, halfway through the video and be like, oh, I just can't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my problem was just, this is, this is, not a performance space to me like mm. this is my this is my my office living room kitchen that's that's not a performance space to me this is where I'd... and then also to do movement i've got no space to do it so yeah it's kind of, that's kind of what was tricky for me is like how do i turn this place where it's meant to be comfort at this comfort place for me into a place of work mm-hmm I think I, I really struggled with that, and especially when we did the um, the assessment, um, the mock audition, doing that over Zoom. It just didn't. It just didn't sit in my body. Like yeah, it, it I hear sh- that. Should have. Like, if that was in person, I would have. I would have done it a lot better. I'd, I'd say because I, I'm not in this weird comfort zone yeah it's like i'm too relaxed i, I when you're in an unfamiliar i say our is an unfamiliar place but it, it is familiar in a sense that it's where we work it's where we go to do our acting but it's still that it's not our house it's not our home kind of not familiar if you get what i mean yeah, I get that. So yeah, this uh-huh. just doing stuff in my house. It just doesn't seem right. I think me. though. Uh, I think though. It. Uh, I'm going back on like creative movement classes and like you know being um, when Alice would tell us to be in that little box. Yeah. Uh, which obviously restricted us just a bit. But I, for me, it gave me more, more creativity to do things outside of that box. Obviously, I'm still in the box, but yeah. to do things outside of that box. And um, when we were doing our duologue scenes and stuff like that, um, it was really nice experimenting with Zoom. Like, obviously, we're so limited. We're not in a classroom anymore. We're all doing this online. Yeah. It was a really nice experience to have fun just acting in front of a video camera i guess and just being able to rehearse and trying to do things so like i don't know turn you turn it on and off your camera i don't know leaving 
to show that you're leaving or whatever um yeah. and just yeah working with angles and whatnot so although it does suck that we're all <laughs> trapped inside of our houses being on zoom i do think it has helped a little with like just being a bit more creative yeah than you would in a classroom i know it's it's it's, 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 know, it's a different kind of creativity like yeah with the classroom you've got all this space you've got all this you've got everything to just to work with but on the other hand you've, yeah. you're on zoom you're restricted but you, you that just that just makes you think more about how can i make this look big and how can what can i how can i get the most out of it yeah no i get you so it it it, it, it yeah it has its pros and cons yeah how, how do you take something that's obviously made for for stage or screen and then put it onto mm. this limited because a zoom a zoom call isn't like when you go into tv studio and got the big massive cameras and stuff yes yeah. it's still a camera but it's not it's not like TV and film. It's it's for me. It was definitely it was my my phone on my tripod, and I was I was just on a Zoom call with someone. It's just it, it it's a weird way to to act, but it was. It, I think that was the only thing that was kind of fun to experiment with in this term is that how do we do these duologue scenes? Hmm over like over zoom i found that that was that was interesting to to play with and stuff uh so have you watched anything anything this month that's kind of stood uh, out good question good question um I'm trying to remember what it's called i think it was called back to life yeah, yeah back to life and it's on it's on netflix so basically um it's about this girl and she has just left prison i think she was there for a few years well no i say a few i say like for like i think 10 years or it was quite a long time um she went in as a teenager um because she murdered her best friend or at least pushed off a cliff or something like that and it's just her trying to get back into society um uh, but obviously everyone everyone in the town knows of what she's done mm. or what happened anyway um but yeah it was just such an interesting watch yeah to see her you know trying to regain all these relationships that she had, she had lost um, due to her time in prison and you know her, i know her just trying to get job a, a job and stuff like that it's all just yeah, I can't put it into words. It's all just—it's all just nice to watch. It's, it's just really nice to watch. Um, you should definitely give it a watch. You should definitely. Yeah, give I, it a I watch. will. I will definitely. Uh, I've obviously—I think everyone's watched it. One division. I know you. Uh, not me. You've not. <laughs> yeah, you said you were. Did you get around to doing it? Um, I will do. I will do. I will do. I promise you. I promise you. By next well, month's podcast, yeah, I would have watched <laughs> all of it. Well, I won't ruin anything but i will talk a bit about like give me a sneak peek it, it i love how they went for something different it's like it's not your typical marvel 
thing that you, everyone's used to, which I kind of, but it kind of fits with obviously uh, Scarlet Witch's character. Mm. Um, and going through all the decades of sitcoms, sitcoms, really, it was really, really good. Especially the the way they did it as well, like um, just the technical stuff. Yeah, I really liked that. Um, I will talk on the fans' expectations and kind of because these these kind of shows they do everyone you look into it you ana- analyze every episode and you come up with these fan theories and a lot of people have got a bit you know a bit disappointed that it didn't end the way that everyone thought it was going to end okay although paul bettany did he, he so Paul Bettany did this interview and he was like, oh, I work with this actor that I've, I've wanted to work with my entire life. So everyone was going, oh, who's this, who's this, who's this actor that's got a cameo in it? And who's, who's this, who's this? And it just turns out it's himself. <laughs> and, and going back and re-watching that, that interview, knowing that it, he was talking about himself, you're just like, Oh yeah, of course. You, he was literally just talking about himself. He was saying, he didn't say this is an actor he wanted to work with his whole career. He said his whole life, and he's got like, and they've got really good chemistry together. Well, oh, obviously, uh, obviously, you're gonna have really good chemistry with it with yourself. Do yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just, it, it is a, it is a good series. I, it, I think the the problem with it is that. It wasn't meant to be the first. It wasn't meant to kick off phase four of the MCU. It was meant to come fourth. So it was maybe Black Widow, then um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, then the Eternals, and then One Division was meant to come out. But obviously the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The pandemic <laughs> completely. Um, like you know, tore the plans apart. So they kind of put One Division first, which they had a cameo in it that wasn't wasn't meant to be something major, but people ran into it a bit too much. Oh, first, first, first. But yeah, I, I'd say if you haven't watched One Division yet, go watch it. it is I would def- I would, I definitely do want to because it, it's it's pretty it's pretty hot right now, isn't it? Yes, and you get to binge it because all the episodes are out. Oh, You'd have no. to wait each each Friday to watch the next one. Chill. <laughs> um, I do want to raise the question though of on-demand services like Netflix and Disney Plus. Do you do you think that there's too many of them now? Um, that's a good question. That is a good question. Uh. I'm a guy who doesn't watch TV, like not not much TV. I I don't know. I I, I don't I don't like wake up in the morning like damn. Yeah. Let me go downstairs and pop on the TV. So everything everything's just really accessible online for me. Um, but I do think there's just a lot of websites to just do the same 
yeah thing you know what i mean like because like netflix used to be it was your, it was your hub of everything was on netflix yeah but then these these companies decided were like wow you can make a load of money off this so then they were like well we're gonna make our own so like disney went and went we're gonna make our own netflix just with all our stuff that we own so then everything disney got pulled off netflix and that's like what's netflix now got um to be fair though to be fair though i think like of like with the creation of disney plus I th- it just makes everything so simple you know what i mean so i mean if you're just in the mood to just watch purely disney stuff yeah it, you've it got do- that you've you've got that choice of just watching disney it stuff does have, and then... the, the, there's there's cons and then there's there's pros to like so the pros to having all these separate on-demand services is that you can if you just want to watch disney stuff or marvel stuff you just pay for disney plus if mm-hmm. you just want to watch you know say you want to watch something on amazon you just pay is is that what you now have to do is that depending on what you want to watch you buy that service or do you buy all the services and just have free reign that's that's the kind of dilemma people i think are yeah. now facing is that if you want to watch everything you need to have all these services but if you just want to watch say say you just want to watch wandavision you just pay for uh you know a month of disney plus watch wandavision watch whatever's still on there as well after you finished it yeah yeah then the next month buy something different but there's just there's that many now in the market that it's just like you kind of have to look around of what's on what and choose if you if you're on a budget if you get you know it's uh, it's uh, it is weird i think i mean obviously netflix is doing great you know the amount of shows on netflix as it's great i don't know i don't know um I know, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just, there's this, it there's so that, much to choose from, yeah. you know? like. I think it is that question now that you kind of have to start asking, is that when's too much, too much? Mm. But, yeah. But I, I, I don't think we'll be getting another, like, major on, like, on video on demand because I think you know you've got you've got your you've got your Netflix your Amazon Prime your Disney Plus HBO um, Max the new one huh HBO Max that's the new one oh right really yeah HBO 2 so HBO Max is with Warner Brothers and so like all the DC stuff and oh wow so they've got their, their own on-demand service now it's definitely good because at least you're not like you're not like sat there with fast like with, um like in terms of like disney plus and hbo max you're not just sat there you're not like sat there with a like a fat stack of i don't know like disney movies and mm. 
freaking Warner Brother movies, DC movies just <laughs> piled up on your in your house. Yeah. It's just it's it's nice to have things that are just it's really, you know, you just click and go, click and watch. Yeah. So let's move on to some sport. Let's move on to sport. Now we we are two very big wrestling fans. Fat nerd and the fat mark for wrestling. Um, we'll start off with my side of the pond. <laughs> Go on. Because uh, we we did watch AEW Revolution together. Mm-hmm. Albeit you slept through majority of it. Nah, I I nah, I slept through the I, I slept through the I slept through the the less important parts. That's what happened. Um, for me, I I think it was a very good pay per view. Um, obviously, I am kind of biased because I am an AEW fan. <laughs> Although the botch at the end of the you call it a botch? It, I call it intentional. You call I don't it. You think, call it. You you you've got this. You you're very much the WWE. I ah oh, they did that intention. Yeah. I think. No no no. All right. I I believe no. in what's come out. And no. I think. I'll let you talk. Go on. Okay. Right. Okay. So, as we all know, I'm a big wrestling fan. Uh, and I don't mind. You know. You know. I think AEW Revolution was a was a great. It's a good. It's a it's an okay pay per view. You know. Um, I don't know some of the I don't know some of the people on that roster, um, so I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, I'm such a mega fan. But um, it was definitely a good pay per view. Um, you had your Britt Baker, Marky Ito. I'm saying all these names that no one knows, <laughs> but you had you had Marky, you had uh, uh, Cassian about Royale, um, Sting making his return in ring, which was a great tag match, by the way. I really liked it. Yeah. And then you had your main event, exploding Barbara Ring match. And, you know, it was a good bout. Four stars out of five. But I think it was just, I know, it's just the ending that just really got to me because I don't think, I personally don't think it was a dud. I think they did that intention. They, they knew what was going to happen and they went with it anyway. Yeah. Or even that, or there's some, mis- there some miscommunication somewhere. Hmm. And it came out. That's how it came out on pay per view. Yeah. So, for people that that not watched this pay per view or don't watch wrestling, what what the main event was was it? It was a exploding barbed wire match, which is it, it's it's a wrestling ring, but instead of typical wrestling ropes, you have barbed wire and explosives that when you hit the ropes they explode, and then there's also explosive landmines around the ring if you land on them they explode it was a good match uh, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega arguably two of the best wrestlers in the world today um, put on a good match and then they had to come out with they had to get an out for Making John Moxley still look good, but lose not winning the title, and then making, but also not hurting Kenny Omega at the same time. So they came out with the, oh, Good Brothers come out and intervene, and then 
left leaving John Moxley to explode as the countdown came down, and out comes um, Eddie Kingston to save his childhood best friend. And it, the countdown's going, you know, it goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Sirens, like, you know, World War II sirens start blaring. And it's all just and four sparklers. Four sparklers, <laughs> four sparklers go sparklers. off. And Eddie Kingston sells, like, the best acting I've ever seen. In a wrestling dumb, ring. It's a dumb, dumb, dumb. I was like, but I was like, <laughs> why is it? Why? Why is he acting like he's been burnt and stuff? And he's. I think, for me watching that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like just, I'm gonna move me from AEW just for a quick second to say, right. The thing that I, not, not many people like wrestling. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> Uh, not like not mean people into sport also like wrestling. I like wrestling because it's it's just a bit of that, you know. You've got a bit of acting and you've got a bit of that, you know, sports like thing. It's like the, the, no other sport would you see a freaking, I don't know, a freaking oh, a, a zombie take on a fucking a freaking. Um, you never see a, a zombie take on some. MMA fighter, but you do see that in wrestling, and it's just like I don't know. I just love the storylines. I I love the storylines and the progression that goes within, um, alongside wrestling. You know what I mean? Mm. So for me, when I when I watched the end of the pay per view, I know honestly it was a good moment of John Marks, um, John, um, Eddie Kingston coming out to the ring and being like, "Hey, I'm gonna cover you because the ring is about to explode," um, and he passed out. I just saw it as it was just him in just so much fear. Um. Well, his child, his his childhood best friend is gonna like be getting blown up. That is the like, story they're going with now. No, no. Yeah, I, I I remember I I did watch I did watch that um the little um promo they had uh, on Wednesday. So yeah, to me to me I think people really well, for me for me anyway again I'm saying I'm like moving away from AEW, but for me watching wrestling it's just the magic of. Obviously, everyone knows wrestling is fake, uh, or however you want to say it, fake, beautiful, whatever. Everyone knows that. But for me, it's just a it's just a, it's just the art of how what you're shown on TV. How can you make it? I don't know how you can how can you make it look good. How can you make it look so convincing? Like I'm not even just talking about the wrestling. Even like because some of these wrestlers aren't even like actors, but they go in and they're like cutting promos and they're doing all this cinematic stuff and pretending to be. Uh, like these larger than life characters, it's just like, yeah. wow. Because again, I keep segueing from this, but that for, um, as an actor, right? For me, as a, for right, when you when you're watching something as an actor, right? Yeah. You're what you you uh let me uh show like uh let's give Bridgerton an example. All these actors coming for Bridgerton, right? They just do you know the RP their characters for all those seasons, for like that season. I yeah. think they're coming up with another one, but they're doing that and they're rehearsing in. And then once that once that's done, that's done. They're never going to like go back to that. Once Bridgerton is over with, that's, it's gone. But when you're looking at 
when when I'm looking at wrestling, I'm seeing all these, for example, freaking The Undertaker. He was a dead man for how how long? Like ten years. Like I think first of career he was like dead man for like what ten years, and then he changed his persona or gimmick and became a biker guy. Yeah, and it's just you're doing you you everything you do in wrestling. You're just doing it to make sure the crowd are behind you. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's that's why I like it. It sounds so cringy and it sounds so this dude likes wrestling you, but like from my perspective, that's how I see it. That's how I view it. Well I I, I kind of similar like I see wrestling through the eyes of a performer as an actor himself and I Yeah. People always go, Oh, it's fake and it's like, well it it's it's faking that it pretends to be a sport, but it it's more of a physical theater piece. Yeah, yeah. You still need to be physically fit to do the things that they do in that ring. Yeah. You can't just walk into a wrestling ring and start doing wrestling because you you either one you're gonna get injured or you're gonna really injure someone else. I it it is still dangerous what they're doing. It's just that it's been put in this weird, oh, it's a sport for years. And it doesn't really help itself when it's, it, that's why people kind of go, oh, it's fake. It's, it's, it's just fake fighting. And it's like, it's, it's a lot more than just watching someone. Like, if I just want to watch someone fight, I'll watch UFC. I'll watch boxing. Because that's that's just fighting. I watch wrestling because there's storylines. There's there's you know good guys, there's bad guys. It's your it's your traditional storytelling of a of a story. You have the good guy having to overcome the odds to defeat the bad guy. It it's you know it's basic storytelling. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think obviously I've never, I've never. I think I've, I've always been. I used to be a big. Um, well, I wouldn't say big, but I used to be a, a fan of football. Uh, I, I, yeah, I was just, I was a Chelsea supporter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it was. I think it was when. Um, what, what was his name? Was it Drogba? Drogba. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think I really liked it because of that, and then I think he left for some other team, and I just gave up on football. But um, when I st- when I when I started doing because um, I I still like sport, don't get me wrong. When I started doing uh, like GCSE drama and whatnot, and because um, I took a break from like watching wrestling because I, I I think it just got a bit too much for me. But then when I got into drama, and I. Um, Watched it, started watching it again and being like, wow. Because I think I watched a match and it, like, I knew, I knew, I like, I know obviously it's all predetermined and whatnot, but it got me so, I don't know why it got me so angry. Mm. What was happening in the ring and what the story got me so angry. I was like, damn, like, and then, because I've got now, I've got that performance, performers mentality to look at it as, wow, this is, this is exactly the, this, this is how they intended it. They want me to be angry, they want me to feel angry. And that's just what got me back in and being like, I really want to do stuff like that. Like I'm really, really perform to the point where even though I am, 
even though I'm just playing a role, I can still make people feel really happy or really, you know, infuriated with all these emotions. Yeah. So yeah, sounds a bit dumb, but like that's just that's just why I, how I see wrestling, how I've just gotten into it, you know, so much as a performer. Are you excited for WrestleMania? Oh, of course I'm excited for WrestleMania. What kind of question is that? Are you excited for the four-day event that it is this year? Four-day? It's a five-day... Well, I say four... You say four days. I say it's it's a whole last week of just It's always pure... been... It has always been a week, but... But, like, you've got... So, you've got... You've got this... um On the week, on the WrestleMania week, you've got Monday Night Raw. Uh, I mean, it's, it's more actually two weeks if you... If you take in account that you also have the raw nxt and smackdown after wrestlemania as well you've got you've got monday night raw you've got the hall of fame on tuesday uh nxt takeover one night one nxt takeover night two friday night smackdown something on saturday i cannot remember oh no yeah no wrestlemania night one and then wrestlemania night two on sunday so i'm really excited to see what and then you've got uh, the the follow one as well the monday the night after yeah it's gonna be a long week of just straight <laughs> that's that's the thing is that's kind of what turned me away from wwe when AEW came out is that i didn't want to watch eight hours of wrestling each week and but the then, thing is you don't you don't really have to you don't have to but I, it's like i Go on. WWE is definitely, they've got quantity and they don't really use their quality that they have. Yeah, okay, I hear that. I I feel like a lot of people in WWE are underutilised because they've got such a big roster. Yeah, there's something, I, I don't think about it all the time, but I think like, Um, they've got not only do they have like so many like I don't know they've got a big roster but they've also got so many belts and it's ridiculous yeah um but uh I think the creation of AEW has definitely like opened up I mean obviously there's there's lots of wrestling nowadays like impact wrestling yeah ring of honor and all this so they're definitely they're definitely Places for people to go. Yeah. I think AEW is now give that alternative to WWE, so that because for for years it's just been WWE is the the only place for wrestling, and now AEW has come along and gone. We don't want to, we don't want to take over WWE. We just want to offer an alternative, and mm. I think they are doing that. I, AEW has a very different style to what WWE does. Uh, well, <laughs> going way, way old school there. It's not been WWF since the <laughs> 70s. WWE, they have a com- uh, they, they're very contrast in in styles. I think the contrast in styles is that when you're when you when you're watching uh, stuff from like WWE. The, I think 
WWE is more catered towards children. Definitely. I think as you grow as you grow older and when you have a little understanding of like what's going on backstage, just like you doing acting and whatnot, your 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 opinion and the way you perceive what you're watching changes. So when I look at WWE, you see all these champions that are built, but also like you see all these. For for example, my brother, my, I've got my brother into wrestling. Like he sees, um, when he looks at so Drew McIntyre was WWE champion for a while. When you look at when he looks at Drew, he's like, "Damn, wow, I love Drew. He's he's good. Wow, Drew McIntyre." And then he got, I think he got beat by the Miz, and he was really like angry. Mm. But when I look at, it, I'm like, "Oh wow." Drew, the Miz beat Drew. They're obviously planning something. They're not gonna, you know, put him to waste and whatnot. And then, but yeah, it's all just very. It's all just heavily kid oriented. Kid, children oriented. I can't even say the word. Very PG. Very very yeah. child friendly. And then you're looking at AEW who are doing all these um, spot fest. Yeah. Like all these <laughs> Watch first and all these, these awful ten man tag team matches and all this, and you're like, as a hardcore wrestling fan, you're like, damn, wow, this is this is really fascinating. This this is why I, I like I like more extreme. So, yeah, I just think look at looking at those shows again in a performance. As you grow older, you begin to see things in opinion. How you perceive things will mm. change because you, you you're, you've obviously know more yeah. about what's going on. Um, do you think they're going to give Drew his his WrestleMania proper moment? Absolutely. I don't know. I don't want. I don't want them to. But they probably they probably are. It's going to make me upset. But I don't want them to. But they probably are. Because I, 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 I love Bobby Lashley, but yeah. they're, they're obviously going to do it because, because they, he is. They are having fans. They are allowed fans. Not I, a full capacity, but they can, they're allowed fans. It won't, it won't go. I think it won't go over. Well, if, it might be good fan reception, but it won't yeah, go I, over. I think because he was hot last WrestleMania. He, he was, was very he was very hot. He was really, oh my God. I mean, yeah, he was, yeah. Um, like I, then, I watched the Royal Rumble match last last year, and him just eliminating Brock Lesnar. I would say was the second biggest pop. The the biggest, obviously, being Edge. Yeah, he, he's 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 won this year's Royal Rumble. Yeah, but like Edge winning, no, no, well, Edge winning. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think they're gonna give him his last? Because that's why he's come back. He's come back to come go out on his own terms. Do you think um, giving him one last title run and like and allowing him to retire on? They probably will, but again, I don't want them to. <laughs> I'm such a bad fan, but I don't want them to because I feel like what um, Roman Reigns is doing. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Like Ro- Ro- Roman he's, Reigns, he's coming. He's coming. He's 
he's going going back to looking at as a as a um behind the scenes. He's come in, he's he's took the belt, he's been really dominant with it. He's actually made the belt mean something, which I mean most championships in WWE the belts mean anything nowadays but he's come and he's done that and i just think it'll, it'll just i feel like it'll just not go to waste on edge because you know edge's cool but i don't know there's, I defi- think there's, could... there's definitely a good enough story there for edge to yeah. do a title run but it's then do you waste this new renaissance of roman reigns you know years everyone's been asking turn roman heel turn roman heel they turn him heel and he he does argue his best character work as a heel. Mm. Now do you just go, oh, well, we're going to take all that and so that Edge can have his, his retirement title reign, go out on good terms. I, it's I don't know. I don't know what what the thinking is backstage. Well, I feel that's like, really interesting. I feel like they will give Edge the title. I think. I think that that is what's happening. It definitely. It definitely be a good business if they did that. But uh, you know, just it's really just really. having this conversation about wrestling now I think it's just really nice to know that for me anyway it's just nice to know that you can see as you as you like you know as, I'll repeat it again but like as you're growing up how business and stuff works like that mm-hmm. it's just really I don't know that's something I want to be able to explore more when I get into um, the industry of um, acting. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on. No, you've you still got something more to say. Nah, I've got an answer. I was going to say... Um, I was, I was going to move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, go on. I'm wondering how... Um, you were talking about... Um, What's that? What's that? You're watching the football, weren't you? Yeah, so I want to talk about Ipswich because there's there's something big apparently happening. Um, so started out as, as you know, one of these like Twitter, fan Twitter accounts kind of comes out mm-hmm. and says oh, this American consortium I don't, I don't know if I've said that right, word right. I don't care. But apparently these Americans are looking to buy a club to take back into the Premier League with history. And that club was understood to be Ipswich Town. And everyone's like, mm, this, this, we've seen this before. We've seen takeover talks before and it's just led to nothing. So everyone was a bit dubious at the start, like, this probably is just, you know, rumours. Mm. But the thing is, is that they didn't go away. 
They persisted for weeks. And then it kind of got into the mainstream media. And then they started reporting it. And that's when we kind of were like, oh, wait, this might be something legit here. And it's just slowly snowballed um, to the point where apparently there was a like land registry thingy bob on our training ground by these Americans, which kind of lawyers have come out and said like, you know, when the, these things happen, it tends to be that there's a deal in place that paperwork's pretty much done. So the th- it's been reported that it's a pretty much done deal. It's apparently with the EFL at the moment. Also, we sat... The thing that kind of... In my head kind of went, oh, this might be legit, was when we just won our second game on the bounce. The next day, on a Sunday... It, this was about two, three weeks ago, Sunday, Sunday night, I'm got in bed, you know, relaxing, watching a bit of YouTube, about to go, go to sleep and tweet calls out. Ipswich Town have come to terms, you know, mutually ended Paul Lambert's contract. And I was like, hang on, We've, this is a bit weird. Because he, Paul Lambert was on a he still had four years left on his five-year contract, which was a thing of, like, he's never going to get sacked with four years left because he'd have to pay out four years of compensation. But he gets sacked at, like, 10 o'clock on a Sunday night. It's like, what's going on here? (laughs) Two days later, Paul Cook gets appointed through manager. And I was like... And it it was heavily reported the Americans wanted Paul Cook in charge. But since, but since then, it's kind of gone a bit quiet on the takeover front. People, is, it's still being reported that it is still going ahead. It's just waiting for a confirmation, which does kind of take time on the EFL side. Um, but yeah, very, very exciting times to be an Ipswich Town fan. Because if... Yeah, I w- go on. If, if this takeover does go through, it means... We're probably going to have owners that will probably put a bit of cash into the club, which we've not had for years. Um, we've kind of just stagnated and gone down the league, mm. and then obviously got relegated into League One, which was terrible because you don't you don't want to get relegated and go further down the footballing ladder, but. But this this is like a slimmer of hope that we're kind of like do we do we grab it? We've had so much silver light, you know, false hope. But I feel like it, it, it might be the Phoenix rising of Ipswich Town. See see I would be so excited for you, but <laughs> I ain't watched football or un- I haven't understood the politics of football in so long. In so long. Whenever when, whenever there's a next if 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 switch, yeah. 
Whenever the next, it, it's, it's, I can't even say the name. You're, you're, you're originally from London. You should be able to say a southern town. Ipswich, hey, allow it. <laughs> Ip, <laughs> Ip, Ipswich. No, no. Ipswich. What? Ips- it's Ipswich. Ipswich. Yeah, yeah. Ipswich. <laughs> Yeah, whenever the next if, if, if yeah, I can't speak. Ip switch game. Yeah, you've got to, got to, you, you got to, you got to hook me up so we can watch it. I, I'm trying well, not to fall asleep. This. If if we were in a pandemic, we play Wigan in two weeks at the at, in at, at Wigan's ground. If we were in a pandemic, I would have been taking everyone to that game. <laughs> I'd have been like, we're all go- we're all going watching it. So we. Wigan guys, you know, we're all living in Wigan. Let's go watch some some footy, watch the mighty Tractor Boys. But yeah, oh, have you have you been to it live? Uh... I've been to I've been to many. Not, I've not been to as many as I would like to. Obviously, because I live in the north, and my team's you know, four hours down south in a car. And also, getting a train down there is expensive because you've got to go to London and then go across. Uh, but, yeah, I, t- I try and get over to as many as I can. Uh, I used to, I think, before COVID, I'd been to a game at least once a year. I managed to get to at least one. What's it like? What's it like... Um... I'm 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 someone who's never been to a first time. Football game is a brilliant experience. Like when you when you're just in there with the atmosphere and, and yeah. like you're just bouncing and like the last game I went to was the Ipswich Leeds game. The the season we got relegated, last game of the season. I I gone to that game. We went to the game and we were like. We're relegated. Leeds are trying to get uh, second. I, th- I think it was like they're trying to get second. All they need is a win, and they go second and go up. We're we're relegated. It's probably just going to be an absolute drubbing. We're going to get slaughtered, <laughs> and it, uh, we actually beat them three two. And it was it was the best. Best game I've ever watched because I'm like I've gone in there with low expectations like oh just, just go in there and we go one nil up and like this is this is we're all bouncing and then I think we go I, I can't remember it, 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 it like fully but I'm fairly sure they equalise we score again oh I think it was three one actually because then they get they get a penalty. Mm. And he hits the crossbar, and then, like, no, it was, it was, no, that was, it was, two two at that point actually. And then we then, I remember, Dazelle was playing on the wing, cuts in, and scores, a brilliant goal, three two. We win, the last game of the season against Leeds. Stop Leeds getting automatic promotion. Mm. It was just, it was. From having low expectations <laughs> to then beating Leeds when we'd already been relegated, it was it was yeah. It gave us a it gave me a lot of hope for the next season, which then wasn't great. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 
it is it is a I try I I like I like to still take my match day experience when I'm watching it on like say I'm watching it on iFollow. So I'll have a mm. pie at half time. I'll have a pint. You know, you can't go to a football game and not have a pie at half time. That's like that's the thing you do. you have to have a pie at half time. It's a necessity. It is. You can't go it's to a, a football mo- match without it. Yeah, top big tip, top tip from now, guys. You, you can't do it's, it. It's, don't it's do just, it. It's just what you do. It's criminal, criminal. If you do, if you if you don't. Uh, talking about COVID, the roadmap that the UK are on. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about? How do you feel? Go on. You go first. You go first. You go first. I want to hear how you feel. I. If if everything goes to plan, if 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 everything opens at when Bojo says it open, you know it's going to open. I think it'll be fine. It does mean that I won't be in work till July. I think when everything. No, uh, I think it's before that. But yeah, I've still got. few months of not being able to work still which mm. I'm, I'm hoping that so i've not i don't i've not heard anything but i'm hoping they keep furlough till that point because a lot of people still won't be able to work if they're slowly reopening stuff true 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 um but it does mean i can go to the pub technically on my birthday just I'll be outside um, but yeah I feel I feel like I feel like this is the end is it you know in view we're coming to the end of the tunnel um semi normality is coming back to us it's it's gonna it's gonna be something like the flu you get you have to get the flu jab each year First and foremost, you'll have to get the COVID jab every year as well. I feel I feel like that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. How, what what, um, what do you think? So first and foremost, I'm just honestly because we'll be back in school for what? When is it? April something? I think it's 12th, so twelfth April. I think we're back. Yeah, honestly, I'm just looking forward to being back in school. Um, and then just the stuff of like food. I don't know. It's just it'll just be nice to see. Cause I need to have a little sense of food. Yeah. Hoping that we're all safe because I'm still gonna be ready. I feel all this crazy for that. Yeah. Still like being protected. For this, uh, it's just, it's just painful. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be nice to actually be able to interact with half because that's the thing with us doing a course in middle of a pandemic. We've not met half half our year group. 
interesting you say that actually because I recently tried to get in contact because obviously North and South, right? When North Campus and South Campus, I really want to be able to be friends with people from the South Campus because we don't really get to see each other until third year, right? Uh, so, I don't, I don't. Mm. Don't, do we? I don't even think we. In foundation, I was told there is a they do a thing where they swap one student from each campus for like a week. I don't know if they still do that, but yeah. When when I, I was I, in foundation, it didn't seem like there was that kind of that connection. It was just like there's a north campus and there's a south campus. The only connection is that it's. You know, it's it's the same course, just cheaper in the north. Oh, oh cheaper in the north, yeah. <laughs> that works too. I, that's only like, why would I pay near enough like four grand more to do it in London when I can do the exact same course? I don't know if it's like four grand more, but it's like, it is, it is more expensive to live in London. And yeah. I think it is slightly more expensive. Don't know. I'm not too sure. But London is London. Don't don't be dissing my place like that. London is still London. Yeah, but Manchester's pretty much the second capital, and we're only, you know, half an hour to forty five minute train ride. That again is a, is a good point. Big <laughs> big up Manny. Oh God. Um. Wait, what were we talking about before? Sugar. It's gone out my head now. The COVID. Just COVID. In general. Yeah, so yeah, it would just be nice to um, be able to like obviously see people in school again, but I really want to start making like links to people in the south, yeah, as well as the north. Um, so yeah, I have I have been trying to get that. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't think I know a single person in the south campus. No, none of us do. Um, someone in our year does. Uh, but because um, I so I came to Alba with someone else, uh, they knew a person who acted, who, um, who acts, and they chose the South Campus. Mm. Um, so I've just been talking to him to see if we can, um, and I just try and get to know each other more because it'll, it'll just it'll just be nice to know what it's like being in the South Campus because yeah. I've, I've wanted to be. I mean, if they still do well, the, the the student swap. It's. It sounds like a really good, um, experience. Um, you like you literally swap accommodation and everything, so they sleep. They live in your. So say say you got picked, you'd swap with a, a South Campus student, and they they'd live in your house. Okay. You'd live Maybe. in their, where they're living, and you'd go to their lessons, and they go to our north lessons mm. for a week and you experience what it's like student swap reminds me of um oh, I forgot that show was called where they were swap I think was, was it the parents or oh, the wives yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no yeah um oh, imagine student swapping I mean I don't know if they still do it but it was a thing I hope they do I hope they do because obviously I mean my room's a mess so I don't know who's trying to live in my, in my house but <laughs> But if I do get picked, I'm not passing up the opportunity to, I think, yeah. to, um, you know. 
because um, again, I really, I really, when I when I first started auditioning, mm. I really, really wanted to get to the South Campus. So um, I, I never, I never really got the urge to go to London myself. I think, I think for me, it was just because because my my dad lives there. Too. My yeah. dad obviously well, you, from you've London. got you've got ties to London. Um, yeah. For me, I was just like because I'm I've lived in the north my entire life. Mm. I'm kind of like I know there's places outside of London that still offer great training. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You don't have to pay extraordinary amounts just to live in London. So like, I, I I went for Royal Welsh and Rose Bruford is the closest I got to London. Oh yeah. See, two. when I when I auditioned when I auditioned it was it was such a tough situation for me because I really wanted like I never got the option to be like wow uh, I never got the hour they never gave me the option to say um you can pick and choose which campus you want to go to. Mm. Uh, but I did say like I don't mind what campus. Um, I don't. I don't really mind the campus I go to. Yeah. If, if it's the north, it's the north. I mean, we're still getting the same out of it. But it was also just because I lived with my. So I lived. I lived with my mum, yeah. and then because I've just moved, um, moved here. She wanted me to be relatively close to her. So I. I never. Apart from Aura, that's in the like Aura. Because I, I did go to Aura South for the open day. Yeah. Apart from that, I never. Never, and I never auditioned. I did so. get I did get a shot in foundation. So when when I got like the confirmation of what oh uh, you've been accepted to foundation, they didn't say to our north. They put our south by accident, and I was like, oh. Um, I had to email straight. Oh. I was like, um, is this is this right? Because if it is, I'll I I'm. I'm I don't mind, but I'm gonna have to <laughs> sort something out to live in London. Um, but then, yeah, they they messaged me, emailed me back saying, "Oh, sorry, that was just that's a mistake. It is it is North that you're you've been accepted into." Thank God. <laughs> I remember when I got my first phone call. Oh, sorry. I when I got the phone call that uh, I had been accepted into our jumping around and stuff like i was so freaking happy because it was it was it was i was literally one of the main schools i really wanted to get into i was recommended it by uh, my teachers uh, back in sixth form i was i was in work when i got um, the phone call i got two missed calls I yeah like, me too. I, literally, I woke up in the morning i had two missed calls on my phone i was like what <laughs> And then I caught, I, I, um, they sent like a, they left like a voice note. Yeah. I was like, oh, how do I get this? What's this voice note from? Call back. Uh, call back. I'll let you. I was like, what? Go. Yeah, I was in work. So, yeah. Sent me, sent me an email. Because oh, I remember it, I was, I was in the lift going down to get some stock. And I looked at my email and I was like, I'll recall him. I was like, I ain't gone. I know what this is. <laughs> Looks at ad- admissions. I was like, oh, I know what's going. Because I, I didn't get straight on to the course. I was, I was a late addition. So obviously someone dropped out, and then mm. I was next on the list. I just remember because I was, I was 
literally at the point of going, don't think it's going to happen this year again. All right, I'll start start my UKS up. I'll start looking at places to do auditions again. And then I get the phone call and I'm in and I'm here. Um, so it's kind of, it was a hectic few months to try and sort out everything as well. Because I think I only had two months before, I got added to the course two months before the course started. So I had to like find somewhere to live, um, get everything sorted as well. Yeah. Get student finance and stuff sorted. But yeah, we're here. And we're alive and kicking. Hopefully, we can, you know, hopefully th- term three is an end to the pandemic teaching stuff. Mm. I don't think, I can't do any more weeks of Zoom lessons. I just, I just want to be motivated. I just want to go out to school and just actually do things. I want to. I want to act in person. I want to. I want to actually, like, not just be on a little little square. I want to act. <laughs> I want to feel everything. Yeah. So yeah, that is. I think that's the end of this month's podcast. It's been a fun, yeah. fun hour. <laughs> Chitty tatty. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, that was definitely nice getting to know. Um, I mean, again, not the biggest fan of football, but it was nice knowing just a little bit of what I mean, you're now, now you can you can keep an eye out for football games. <laughs> Next minute, we'll come out. You've, you've watched, oh, I've watched this game. Oh, it's great. I'll try and find the favorite team. Don't you worry. <laughs> As long as it's not Norwich. If you'd pick Norwich, I will, I will, I will literally come round the corner into your house and I'll spit slap you. Oh, <laughs> really? How it is? Really? You're going to do me like that, Niall? Hey, anyone but Norwich. I'm, I'm, anyone but Norwich. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm just for that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching all Norwich games just because of that. Just for that. Totally for that reason. But yes, th- this has been the world of stage podcast hope you've enjoyed spending an hour listening to us uh we'll see you next month uh where we'll for num- episode number two yes sir see you all, all right. later see ya